What's happening, everybody? Here and Ben back again. Uh, we've been in and out of the studio, so thank you for your patience. But, you know, we have lives and we want to go travel. Ben was just um, in Disney. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I just we took our granddaughter, who is nine. We wanted her to, like, get away from her younger sisters and have, like, just a breather. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I was just telling Kira... I was playing the crane machine at the Disney arcade and I'd won about 20 little stuffed animals and I passed them out to people in the arcade and it was probably one of the most nicest things I've ever seen someone do and people come up to me complimenting me on it and I just shout out to Lily you're an amazing child. I think that is such a sweet heartwarming story and I think it shows like what a good like person like you're helping raise and like be around and like your influence so I think that's really beautiful. So speaking also of children today we are covering the film Miss Ch- Mrs. Chatterjee versus Norway. Um, this was a user suggestion, so thank you for recommending it to us. Um, I had not seen this film, heard of it, or knew the true story that it is based on um, before that before it was introduced to me um, through this podcast. Uh, ben, what about you? Yeah, I had never heard of it. Uh, it was suggested, and I actually saw the backstory on it when I looked at to see what it was about, and. Um, it piqued my interest, so I threw it by you, and I was like, you know, this sounds like something that would be really interesting to cover, and uh, oh, here we are. And here we are. So let's dive in. Obviously, it follows the story of Mrs. Chatterjee, who is an Indian woman who comes to live to Norway with her husband because he gets a job out there, and he tells her, like, oh, we're going to live in Norway. We're going to start our family there. So she follows him there. While they're there, they have two children, and... Something that I thought was, like, weird was that the government just, like, comes in and does these, like, wellness checks on the kids. I don't know. That, like, felt, like, weird to me, like, without, like, school or any, like, um, intervention. Like, the the processes felt weird to me. What did you think? Well, from what I understood, the co-worker had them come in to watch them because uh, the husband uh, uh, confronts him at the about it. And um, that's what I thought. I thought the coworker had mentioned something about some kind of abuse that he, he saw, and that's why it happened. Okay, so I thought that that was abuse towards her. Okay, well, that makes sense, and then the children would be unfit for the abuse. Okay, I was a little confused, guys. My bad. So they come in. They're watching the kids for what? It sounds like, what, like 10 weeks they watch the kids? And then in something that I felt completely unprofessional, they just basically kidnap. They just, like, take them. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching it, and all of a sudden, like, they just grabbed him, threw him in the car, and took off. And, like, she clings onto the car and, like, goes flying off the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened? I'm like, this is, this. I mean, no notice, no nothing. I mean, I thought it was, like, totally unprofessional. I don't know if that's how they do things in India. I mean, not India, Norway. But uh, it just totally blew my mind that they would just grab the child and run out the door like a criminal. Literally like a criminal. And the fact that they were, like, so fake nice to her, like, not even being, like, hey, like, maybe you should work on this and, like, change this or we're going to take your kid. They were just, like, so bent on taking the chat, the children that it felt like they never gave her a chance. They felt, it felt like they were just, like, doing whatever they needed to do to get these children into the government's custody. Yeah, at one point in the movie, they mentioned that, that, like, most of the children that were Indian heritage were being taken, and um, it was, like, under the rug. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't. I, I, this is the viewpoint of Mrs. Chatterjee, in, in her biography, I don't like. I'm not trying to knock Norway. I don't know what happened Norway. I I'm not saying you're racist. I'm not saying you're child stealers. Nothing like that. I'm saying what I witnessed in the movie. 
Exactly. And this movie does not paint Norway in a good light, I will say. But to that point, this movie also is very one-sided. Obviously, it is. We're obviously going to be on the side of our protagonist, Mrs. Chatterjee. But at that same point, like I felt like they could have really dove into a lot of other aspects of it. I mean, the movie is a runtime of two and a half hours. And the most interesting parts I felt like we could have like had more of like the whole work that she does with the um, female leader when she like goes to the conference. I feel like we could have seen more of that work. We just get kind of get in like a montage. I feel like the work that she that when she has that secret meeting with the other woman about the video of your child, like he's sad, he wants to come home. I thought we could have expanded on that instead of it was like a lot of, I don't know, non. It, it just felt very long in parts that it could have been shorter. Yeah, I agree. And looking into like I actually since we've watched the movie, you have to delve into like what it says on the Internet and what what the facts are or like the facts stated. And from what I understood, there was proof of abuse by the husband and the brother-in-law against Mrs. Chatterjee. So, I mean, there was reasons for them to investigate. I get that. I mean, I don't know why they did what they did by just taking the child and running. That was seemed like really dramatic. And if that really happened, that's awful because uh, no one wants to see their child just ripped out out of, out of their arms. I mean, that's just terrible. And the stuff she went through, if, if all this is true, is just awful. I mean, you can't look at one person because their cultural differences and think that they're an unfit parent. I mean, that'd be like me going into, like, say, the deepest part of Africa and going to a tribe and seeing how they raise their children and being like, oh, this is wrong. I have to take this child out of here. You know what? Because I'm, no, I'm the intruder. I am not part of that culture. So... I can't do that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And this movie, it felt like, like one of the parts that made me so mad was throughout all these like court cases that, that she's going on. They were like filming her have like these hysterical breakdowns, like after her children get forcibly ripped from her after she's done nothing. She's like, just give me my like forcibly ripped from her. And then they're like, oh, well, she's mentally unstable because she's screaming and she like swung at a police officer. It's like, yeah, this police officer ripped her child literally from her arms. And then the other one is like restraining her. I thought that was so I hated that. It made me feel like it was very demonizing to like, I don't know, to like women having emotions. And like you would see it like with the husband a lot too. like obviously like in real life, he was like abusive. But like he was always trying to like silence her and be like, hey, you need to get it together. We need to assimilate. We need to change. We need to do this. We need to do that. Whereas like. She was like, but I want to raise my children with the culture that we grew up in and I want to fight for them. Whereas he was very much like all about himself and his citizenship and like making a life for him in Norway and not really like thinking about her and the kids, I I believe. And they point that out, too, when they're like, oh, well, you don't help with chores. And he's like, yeah, I don't help with chores. <laughs> I thought that was so funny that he got so like bent out of shape about that. But I don't know. And then going back to her brother in law, his brother obviously a dirtbag but I thought that one scene between the brother and the per the representation the representative of Norway was super interesting like that bribe scene because I was like okay you're obviously going to the weakest link to bribe them painting you in an even worse light like yeah but like if you're gonna do that you would go to the weakest link you go to, you'd go to the person that you know is going to be the most easily manipulated I mean they probably looked into his financials and everything were like oh like if we go to him we could probably do this I'm not saying that's what you did no way, trust me, I'm not trying to bash you. I'm not. I'm just saying what I think happened. Like, if this is how it went, then that's what I believe happened. I mean, and, as, and with culture, 
like the Indian culture, from what I see, and I'm not sure this is even true, is that the husband works, goes out, makes the money, and then the wife is the patriarch of the house. So she runs the house. She's like what's what's comes in the house is furniture, uh, the food, the preparation of food. So I think that's, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not Indian. I'm just saying from what I've seen from different movies and different aspects, I feel that's the way the Indian culture is. I mean, so I could see that when that was happening. Like, I was like, oh, I can kind of understand that, um, you know, but I also understand that, like, he was a total jackass. He was a jackass. And in my mind, because I am inferring a lot between the lines, in my mind, like, she talks about how she went to school and got her bachelor's, like, degree in science and how, like, she was educated. So in my thought, like, and then she was like, oh, and then you wanted to marry me. And I thought that whole... Well, we're going to get back to that scene that I'm thinking about in one second. I'm going to finish my point. So when, and then they get married. And then it, to me, it's kind of seemed like she gave up her career or her job or whatever aspiration she had to move to Norway. Because she says that. She says, well, before I moved to Norway, I had a job when the other lawyers questioning her in India. And she's like, well, I had a job. And he's like, well, you don't have a job now. And she's like, well, because I moved to Norway with my husband. It's like they're they're trying to set her up to not win constantly. And I feel like so obviously like there is a disclaimer before this movie saying that it is dramatized and it is based on true events, but not a true depiction. And I think what we see a lot in the film is like when you're living this, I can only imagine like when you're living this, everything is so heightened and it feels so much worse than like what it could be. And it can feel like the whole world is against you. I mean, I would have loved to see more scenes of like her and the female lawyer that she had in India because it felt like they had like a really great bond. They had like a really great team um, if they wanted to make like, yeah, because this movie was like half like melodrama, half courtroom drama, half like family drama. It was it was kind of all over the map, which I know is like very true for real life because it was it is based on a true story. Yeah, like learning over time the history of India and like, their their subterfuge of like how they were put down like during the being occupation of Britain and all they had to overcome and everything I can kind of see how like it's 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 a battle for for the Indian people to like get respect and I I feel like this movie showed that like even though she was a, a mother that was living her traditions and doing what she was she wasn't respected like they looked at her as just like you're an Indian woman and you have no say in anything and it, it was like the, the, the white women that were in charge of the, the children and family services seemed to look down on her for, for being an Indian mother. And I thought that was awful. I thought it was awful. I hated those women and I try not to hate women, but those women were the literal worst. Like when they're laughing in court and stuff and just like snickering to each other, whatever. They're the worst characters in the movie. I hate them. Another character I hate in the movie as well was the teacher who was like, oh, well, she's not involved in the kids' schooling because a project was turned in late. It's like, okay, she's also, like, not... She's, like, being watched every day. And, like, she forgets one project. Like, cut her a break. I don't know. It felt like she was getting judged so harshly all the time. And, like, I don't know. I liked when in the first appeal or second appeal, when the teacher comes and says, like, hey, I, like... And they kind of write her off as a disgruntled employee um i liked what she had to say because like she really did see her like fighting for her children which is like i get it like in the court of law there's no room for emotion because it is like the law and you have to uphold the law and like whatever comes along with that but 
I felt like if a, one person is doing like all this to get their kids back, like obviously they're mentally fit enough to like sit through like courtroom procedures and like beg and plead. But like she felt like she was not being heard until I think the final um, courtroom scene in India. Yeah, one part that really tore me up was when she was looking at the judge and she's like, please, please, let me say something. And she's like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll, 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 I, I won't feed with my hands. I won't. She's like, I just want my children. I'll do whatever you tell me. She's like, I'll be a good mom. I'll be a good mom. Just let me please have my children. And I'm like, you know, oh, my God, this woman's basically saying, look, I'll do anything you want. Just give me my children back. You know, and the judge is like, yeah, no. And I'm like, what? No. I mean, just listen to what this woman's saying. She's not saying, like, any, she's saying you can watch her. She's saying you can do anything you want. Just give her the chance to be a mother. And I'm like, I'm like, just it, a lot of it was just really heart-wrenching. I was like, oh, my God, you know, as someone that doesn't have a child in their life, I was like, oh, my God, I would totally do anything to get my child back in my life. So I totally understood what this woman was saying. I mean, you'll make sacrifices. You do whatever you have to do to have your child in your arms. So, like, I don't know, it was really emotional for me. I, I thought it was a really awful depiction of these, the government and, like, how the government can just do whatever they want and get away with it and, and do. And that is the key. And do. The government will screw you over, and they will time and time again. And I think it shows, too, because they, they talked a lot about how the more kids that they have in the foster care system, the, like, more money that they get. And, like, I get the foster care system in Norway seems broken. I, they say it's children first, but I don't agree with that. And then I feel like the foster system here in America is broken as well. Like, I feel like pe- people that are foster parents don't do it for the right reasons. They do it to get the money. Like, we even see, like, when she... Because, I mean, and I was right. I was with her. Like, you can't kidnap your own kids, but also you can't take them illegally across borders. Like, I understood that. But, like, when you see her kidnap her kids, when she tries to make it to Sweden, and you see them just, like, in this, like, small, dingy apartment being ignored. Like, she literally walks into the apartment, takes both the kids, and leaves. And they don't even realize. Like, she's able to get to Sweden. So, I know a little bit about foster care. Because my mom and dad, they fostered children. And a lot of the kids would tell me that they'd go to houses and the people wouldn't care about them because they were making money. All they cared about was the money they were making. And they wouldn't put the money towards the kids. They'd just take the money and spend it on whatever they could for themselves and neglect the children. Not all foster parents are like this. Do not quote me on this saying, oh, he said, no, I didn't. I'm saying these people told me that this is how sometimes it happens. And it happens. And I can see that because money corrupts people to the ultimate measures i mean you want you don't want to believe in your heart that these people would do that but money will corrupt people and they will do whatever they can to get it and it's proven it's a proven fact of life and we actually see that with the brother-in-law and the in-law family so the brother-in-law and the brother because i'm sure the brother was in on it and that whole scene where he was like trying to convince her that he loves her and that they're like doing what's right it felt so gross and manipulative and just like really disgusting because I was like, you don't care about anything like you have not tried to fight for these children once. Like all you care about is your citizenship. So the brother makes a deal with the government that if the kids go into his custody, if she never sees them, which she did not sign off on, they would get paid like 50 rupees and then the Norwegian government would get paid 50. And so then they're like swimming in all this money. And then, I mean, that scene when she goes to the house and she's like, I just want to see my kids. Like, she's so excited. She, like, decorates her house, like, welcome home. Like, and then she can't. Oh, my God. So sad. That scene was, like, really sad. And then when she goes back and then they, like, 
randomly have like a gang of people like warding her off. I was like, where did you all come from? Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. I mean, watching it, I was staring at it going, wow, you know, like, uh, but you know what? It was their neighbors and I see like, you know, so you got to figure they're in their neighborhood. So they're not going to depict her as like this great person. So the mother seems like someone that would be gossiping and said, so I feel that she was telling them, you know, oh, she's abusive. She's this, she's crazy. They, that's why we have these children. And so I think the neighbors not knowing came to their, like their defense and were like, oh my God, you know, you got to get out of here because you're crazy and you're going to hurt these children. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's sick and it's, it's just twisted, but that's, I just, I just see people doing this all the time. I see people turning people against other people because they can and it's, it's, power and they have the power and if you're if you're already down and out it's hard to get yourself out of that because like once people see you like that they just it's like you're a victim and then they just start attacking you attacking you attacking you and you can't get out of it you, you i mean you you fight and fight and fight and it seems like you're fighting forever and there's never an, a light at the end of the tunnel but if you don't give up and keep fighting there is a light at the end of the tunnel and eventually she finds that light she does find that light. And I thought the one scene with like the judge in the in when they're in the final courtroom scene in India and she and the judge is like, I want to see the kids and everyone in my chambers. And then he like like acting like the kids would actually go and like talk to him and like embrace him. I thought was so wild because he his face is so shocked when they like run to her and they're all like hugging and like dancing. And then he's like, oh, maybe she is a good mom. And I don't know. I really liked I really liked the lawyer. I know that you said you didn't really like him because he came back to fight against her. But I think the the government did that as a way to kind of like dig at her and dig at the case and be like. But I thought like because he was talking about being adopted, too. And I and I don't know, maybe he wished like someone like that, like her would fight for like him as a kid. But I think like fighting, seeing her fight for her own children, like I do think he respected her. And saw what she was doing and didn't believe, like, the slander that they were saying about her. Yeah, because there's a part in the movie where the, he's buying flowers for his adopted mom. I mean, he loves his adopted mom. He even says it. He goes, I was adopted, and I came from a great family that treated me well and did right by me. So, I mean, in his mind, the, the system isn't that bad, you know? So he doesn't see what she's going through. Like, I mean, he sees it, but he doesn't. he never experienced it. So to him... When she's telling him all this stuff, he's like, nope, it didn't happen. Nope, because cause he went, he luckily got placed into a good family. And he wasn't neglected. He wasn't left to sit in a room by himself while the lady's cooking and the guy's watching television, ignoring the children. So he actually came from a family that was caring and loving. And I think that's at the ending that gets to him because when he sees just how much this woman cares and how much she loves her children, and he finally embraces it and says, you know what? Yeah, I, I see it now. And I think what was really important, too, was, like, he he said, he was, like, she would never trade her children for money. And she would, like, never do this for money because they kept harping on the money. That was the motivator for the brother, the brother-in-law and the husband. So I thought that that was really sweet and really nice because, like, like we said, money corrupts. And for her, she was uncorruptible in that sense because all she wanted was her children back. I think, too, there is a really, and I think, too, there is a nice moment. And I think that if she kept losing the battle and then she gave up not saying that she ever would but if she did I think the final home that the kids were placed in like where they go visit and she was like you're a good mom you're gonna be a good mom like she's like comforting the adoptive mom I thought that that was really nice and I do feel like if the kids like maybe stayed in that home it would have been like a good 
it, it felt like a good like loving home and it felt like they really wanted kids like maybe they couldn't have kids and then they finally were able to adopt and like you know there is like a good there is a good system and there is like goodness within it obviously this is the horror side of it and we do hear a lot of the worst side of it most of the time yeah i thought so too i thought like the parents that were in that situation would have been good parents because you know she even says please don't take the children from me please and she's like but they're my children she's like you'll have children but these are my children and i want my children and you could see like the woman breaking down because she was getting emotionally attached to them and um you know, sometimes there's people out there that can't have children and they have to adopt. And, you know, they are loving, caring people that want children out there. And, you know, that's the only option they have. And, you know, I think that's one of the situations that these people were in. I felt like maybe they couldn't have children on their own and they got these two children. And you could see that they loved them. I mean, he had like a little automated car and stuff. So, like, they were going to be spoiled, like rotten. So, I mean, and uh, one part I wanted to talk about was like, you know, them saying that the boy was autistic. You know, and he showed signs of autism. And it was kind of shocking to me. Like, the father was just like, no, no, no. And I'm like, you know, you should probably try and get these the child tested. I mean, if you love your child, then you hear that they're autistic, you know, and you're not doing anything about it. I mean, that's a reflection on them. And it was the father. The father was just such a tool. And, like, he has nothing to do with them right now. He has nothing to do with their lives. Like, when this all ended, he, had, he just separated himself from them. And, like, as a father, I could never do that. How could you do that? And I think that, too, goes back down to, like, how the husband, how, like, the father-husband, like, never really cared about, like, her or his family. He cared about, like, himself and, like, having, and, like, what having a family, like, meant, like, status-wise. Because he was, like, all about, like, oh, I got this new job and I have this great position and I'm going to get citizenship and I have two kids and I have, like, a wife that, like, takes care of the house and, like, I think that's, like, it was very narcissistic. And, like, you can see that when he's, like, when he just, like, abandons them. I mean, you can see when he's, like, actively lying in the court and then just hangs up the call. And then she, when she pulls out the phone record and she's, like, look at all these missed calls. Like, I thought that was so funny. Like, obviously, like, but, like, I think that speaks to his character and how he was never truly, like, invested in in what she was invested in. And what she was invested in was, like, her family and the children. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, there's one part when he fights the coworker. He tries to fight the coworker that got him in trouble in the first place. He doesn't fight the coworker because of like the child. He fights the coworker because of the problems the the coworker caused him at work. And I was like, I was like, okay, you know, you need to get over this work thing because your children are being taken from you, you know. But he could never get over the work. He was like, you know, I worked too hard to get here. I worked too hard to get here. This is where I'm supposed to be. This can't happen. I, you know. And I was like, all right, listen. It's money, bro. It's it, it doesn't take the place of your children. I mean, but for him, it clearly did. It clearly did. And, like, even at the end, like, he wasn't even happy for, like, her getting their kids back. Like, all he said was, like, oh, I'll take care of mom and dad. Because, like, the brother was, like, well, now I have no money. And he was, like, okay, well, like, figure it out. Like, I'll take care of mom and dad. And I thought that was kind of sad because it showed that, like, even though, like, he, I don't know. And then, obviously, it went on to make it seem like she raised the children on her own in India. Um, but I don't know. It was it was a sad story. Obviously, if you're interested in it, watch it. Um, do some research about it. It's on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix. Um, the main actress did an incredible performance. I would say, like, this movie would not be as good if it wasn't for her because she really carried, I believe, the whole film. Oh, I 100% agree. She did an amazing job. Doing research, at the end of the movie, it says Mrs. Chatterley currently lives with her children in India. 
And that is not true. Uh, she lives a thousand miles away doing a job and she's about to move another 300. Uh, her parents, her elderly parents are taking care of her children, but it's a job. So like at the end of the court proceeding, she probably did live with them and was taking care of them. But you know what? You have to work and you have to do a job. So she's out there making money, providing for her children. So, you know, props to her for doing the right thing and fighting and giving it a hundred percent of her time to like get her children back and not giving up. And, like, sitting out in front of that building for, like, hours at a time waiting for them. Just a glimpse of them. I mean, that was heart-wrenching. Oh, my God. That was so sad. And then, like, when they would... Okay, back to those evil blonde bitches from the Norway... From Norway. When they would just, like, snicker and film her, like, okay, she literally just told her that she could see her kids. And now, last second, you're saying she can't. Like, you have to understand that you're not going about any of this in a professional or good way, like literally awful. <laughs> so I, I thought that was so bad. And then when they like show a video of her closing the door and like her son being like, let me come in. And she's like, no, I'm cleaning up glass. And they're like, well, you wouldn't let your son, you closed the door on your crying son. And she's like, I was cleaning up glass. Would you want me to have him break his foot? Like cut his foot? I don't know. I, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Like I said, long, and I feel like they could have dug into some things that would made it a little bit more emotionally hitting. Obviously, it was still emotionally hitting, but there's a lot of things that they kind of glossed over that I would have liked to see um, expanded on. Yeah, I agree. They should have, like, a couple of situations they should have, like, got into more. Like you were saying, the, the relationship between her and her lawyer, that would have been a great thing to get into because they did have, like, a bond. Even the first lawyer, the, the man, you know, when he, I wanted to see what happened, why, what he said after they took him off the case. I wanted to be like, oh, well, what happened? Because he was really invested in it. He wanted her to get his children. And, um, and it, it, I think it shed a light on a situation in Norway that really needed to be lightened, and it brought attention to it. And I thought that it was great that she went, she went and stood before the um, ambassador for um, India to Norway and like, got their attention and made them look at it and say, look, this is what's going on, and please help your people. And the lady did. I mean, she came forward, and she was like, look, you're not going to get none of our help unless you take this into consideration and you find out what's going on with this strategy and her children and all the Indian children. I thought that was amazing. I mean, kudos to the uh, Indian government for that. I mean, you know, looking out for their people. I mean, I mean, you got to. You got to look out for your own. You do. But see, like, again, we could have had, I would have watched an hour of just that, like them working. Like, to me, like, I don't know. The movie tonally was good but i think the writing they could have focused on some things that were better than what they focused on like what you just talked about all right so uh any final thoughts on the film watch it if you'd like it's it's a watch i definitely recommend it if you get a chance watch it go into it with an open mind and don't just like look at it and go oh oh my god you have to do some research into it if you want to know the story and you know what really happened behind it but it's a it's a great watch and um, i recommend it yeah i mean it was it was definitely fun um very one-sided makes you hate the norwegian government which like obviously like i don't know i hate all government i think because they're all self-serving and not for their people but it's a good it's a good movie so we're gonna do we got spooky season coming up so we're gonna do we doing a lot of horror as of late so send in your spooky suggestions the gorier the better the scarier the better Definitely, de- yeah, definitely send us some fun things. Um, we have some fun things on the docket. But, Ben, you got any last thoughts? Well, wherever you get your podcast fix, 
tuning into what's happening and we thank you all for listening to us and it's great that we're we're hitting the charts in Pakistan, Ghana, India. So we love you guys. Thank you so much. We like the international and the and the national uh, recognition and we're going to keep on doing what we do. Yes, we couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you every week for listening. Thank you for being patient with us while we live our lives. And we'll catch you next time on What's Happening.